and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and Pastor Mike is here to talk to us today about parenting. So how's it going, Mike? Doing well, Winston. Good to see you. It's good to see you as well. We had a great time on Father's Day this past Sunday, and we kind of wanted to just back that up with talking a little bit more in depth about parenting in particular. So, Mike, you actually have a doctorate in family ministry, right? I do. Yeah. And you've also written a book, a Grace Church of Orange bestseller, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> on parenting. So I'm excited to talk to you. I'm not a parent yet, um, but I'm hoping to be in the future at some point. And so I need to know a lot about parenting. I know that a lot of people's first introduction into the gospel is through their parents and then also mm-hmm. to their children's first introduction to the gospel is them. So talk to me a little bit about parenting. Give us a good starting off point. What do we mean when we talk about biblical parenting or coming to the Bible in order to understand how in the world we're supposed to do parenting? Okay, well, biblical parenting, Christian parenting, you know, my wife Angela and I have five kids ranging in age from 16 to 26. And, you know, as God blessed us with kids, we became Christian parents, right? Because here we are, we're believers, we're we're um, trusting God uh, in our life as a married couple. And then God blesses us with a first child. And now we're like, what do you do as a Christian parent? And I'll just tell you all the things you read in the books, all those uh, ideas you had uh, in some sense, go out the window and you're really uh, hanging on for dear life and basically saying, Lord, only by the grace and mercy of God in Christ, right? Lord, only by your grace, only by your mercy uh, can I do this. And so I think you you find out really quickly, you need to be humbled, right? Mm. God humbles the proud. So if you're proud and you think, oh, I know everything there is to know about Christian parenting, God's going to teach you and show you uh, that you don't know as much as you know. And I have a lot of experience now, less than some, more than others, But being a Christian parent is literally being a Christian who trusts Jesus to lead them and guide them as they shepherd young lives. Mm, That's beautiful. So that kind of lays our foundation as to what exactly Christian parenting is. Now, going into more detail about how exactly we should parent biblically. You got your Bible out. You Mm -hmm. told me, ask you anything when it comes to parenting. So uh, I'm going to ask you anything. Good. Ask Uh, me anything. I might just say, well, you know what? We'll have to study that and find that out together. Excellent. So let's start at the beginning. Birth of children, right? Right, right. That's the start here. Uh, We're not going to go too deep into before birth, but talk about right when your child is born. Let's talk simply when should I start talking to my children about the gospel and about Jesus sure. and the Bible? Well, first of all, before your child is born, you know how you go to those classes, they teach you how to have a baby and stuff. I never listened. I joked around through those classes. <laughs> that so. doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're in the moment and I'm like, breathe. <laughs> I'm praying for you. Whatever. Sure you Angela know. really appreciated that. <laughs> Back in the day when we were having our first, we had these classes that you had to go to. Right. And I would just sit there and joke with the other dads and I wasn't really listening, but you learn quickly. You really do. So when should you start teaching your kids the gospel? When should you start speaking the gospel to them before they're ever born mm-hmm. while they're in the womb? And I was really strong on that as a, as a new dad, because I tell people, well, Angela, you know, I would say to people, Angela is expecting a baby, let's say in July, I'm already a dad. 
Okay. We believe that uh, life begins at the point of conception. And so basically um, I'm already a, a father, but also babies can hear in the womb. Now they don't know our language yet. Right. But I wanted my kids to hear me praying for them. I wanted them to hear the gospel. I wanted them to hear the word of God being read. So I would talk to my kids in the womb. I didn't know if we didn't know on any of our kids, we were having a boy or a girl. We were surprised. So, you know, the whole reveal thing, our reveal happened at the moment of birth. Okay. And it's like, it's a boy, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. So we have four girls and one boy. And I would just say you have to have the intention. Really, I think the word that comes to my mind the most is have the intention. Let's just say you're anticipating God blessing you with kids. I say this to every couple uh, while they're in premarital counseling with me. I'll say, look, if God blesses you with kids, you need to welcome them you know, warmly, welcome them lovingly. You can't say we're having, we're going to have 15 kids or we're going to have three kids or, you know, we're not going to have kids. You really have to say whatever you want, Lord, right? This is uh, your will be done, Lord. And so your intention needs to be from the get go. And I really get that from the Bible and from Psalm 78 has been a, a huge impact in my life where it speaks of telling the next generation And there's like four generations listed here, but he established a testimony in Jacob, Psalm 78, verse five, and appointed a law in Israel, commanded our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn and arise and tell them to their children so that they would set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. In fact, the rest of Psalm 78 rehearses Israel's history of not keeping covenant with God, right? So we need to be very thankful that God makes a unilateral covenant with us as believers and that we know we can't keep covenant, but God keeps covenant. And so we keep preaching the gospel. We speak the gospel to our kids. We have the intent to do it. So if you are a person who is anticipating having children, pray for those kids now, pray for their future spouses now, pray that when they hear the gospel, that God will have Uh, sensitize their hearts to hear it and and believe it when they're at an age where they can grasp it and basically just drench your kids with gospel intention all the way through. So love your spouse and pray together, read the Bible together. And when, when a child is in the womb, they're hearing that they also hear fights. They also hear yelling. They also hear, you know, screaming and they hear sweet words and then when they begin to learn the language, I just think God does something. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just know that the intent has to be that the children yet to be born would hear the word of God. And it's because there's an intent on the part of the parent. Yeah. One thing that I heard uh, Russell Moore say recently was the best thing that you can do for your children mm-hmm. is have an excellent relationship with your spouse. Yes. Uh, and even just what you brought up here, they hear those things, they hear those fights, they hear what goes on. And then that really shapes their world, mm-hmm. especially early on. Right. Like, right. Parents are their entire world. Sure. The best thing you can do is have an a excellent relationship. But you know what an excellent relationship is? It's not one that looks perfect. It's one that is honest and has integrity. And so, you know, nowadays, I don't think we hide as much and we don't say, you know, oh, um, we can never say that in front of so-and-so. Uh, a lot of times we're not as filtered as we should be nowadays. Everyone's got a different, a different feel in the range there. But seriously, I think being honest 
You know, like my kids heard growing up, they heard me apologize to Angela. They heard me confess my sins. Uh, They heard me apologize to them and admit when I'm wrong. And if you're walking in obedience and you're walking in repentance and you're following Jesus, then you are going to tell people when you're wrong and admit it and confess your sins to one another. Now, shifting a little bit, you did say I could ask you anything. 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 And by the way, listeners, there is no prep. Here's what I told Winston. I will have my Bible with me. And I'll bring myself, myself <laughs> and a Bible, and you can ask me anything. So this, this one's going to be a little touchy. Let's talk about disciplining your children. Yes. How do I do that? Because there are a million different perspectives. There are a million understand. Like, do I, you know, give them a little swat on the fanny? Do I, you know, I hear you. put them on timeout? There are so many different, and good Christians disagree on it. What in the world am I supposed to do? Well, first of all, to be, you know, literal, you said, let's talk about discipline your children. What am I supposed to do? Well, you're not called to discipline my children. (laughs) 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 No, but seriously, it's my job to do that. And and if I shirk my responsibility and leave it to you, God will hold me responsible. Mm -hmm. Right. And so parents have that choice. How do I discipline children? So by by biblical principle, okay, Proverbs is chock full of biblical principles on parenting. Okay. They're not promises. Uh, train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, six is not a promise. It is train up a child according to how God has made them. And they're going to be that way. The personality God has given them, the bent God has given them. And so train them up with sensitivity, train them up with a, a tender heart, Uh, The Old Testament is full of examples of parents who didn't discipline their children. I think of Eli, right? Letting his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, run wild. And so we see examples in the Bible of parents who did the right thing and did the wrong thing. And we learn. We learn from others' example. Uh, But biblically speaking, what does it say? Uh, Ephesians 6 says, bring up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. But right before that, it says, do not exasperate your children. That literally means don't bring them along to a deep-seated anger and resentment. Don't do something over and over and over again, like flicking their ear over and over again that would cause them to be angry and resentful. But bring them up, raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So that's Ephesians 6, 4. So the discipline is actually the consequences for rules broken in a Christian household. And the instruction is actually training by words. So there's actions and words that need to go into bringing children up. So you raise children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, biblically speaking. You you cling to the scriptures. Now, it doesn't tell you everything to do. You got to go in the macro a lot of times and go off of biblical principles. It's not going to tell you exactly what to do when little Johnny tells you that he hates you. Okay. I remember once Michael, my son, who's now 24, when he was about five years old, almost five years old, we were bringing our kids into worship, into the worship time uh, with the whole gathered church. And uh, one Sunday, it was just Michael and me. And we started this. And he said to me one day in church, I hate you, dad. You're the worst dad in the world. Of course, I wanted to cry right away. Okay. I cry at movies. I cry at, at lots of things. And so I'm like, wow, that, that really hurts. Here I am in church. What am I going to do right then? Right? So I start praying, Lord change his heart. And momentarily, seriously, in a few moments, he turns to me and says, dad, I'm really sorry that I did that. 
And he was mad at me because I was having him go to worship and that he was only getting to go to Sunday school one hour because he wanted to go two hours in a row and be with his buddies. Right. But the thing is, is that knowing how to do it, some people that will write a book on here is how you discipline every child. Don't believe that. Don't follow that rule. What happens is we'll go too far to one extreme or another. We'll be either too lenient, we'll be too strict. And you really, I tell people all the time, you want to be loving and firm with your kids. And there's that balance. It's like grace and truth, the balance between grace and truth. You want to be loving with them and firm with them. And having five kids with five distinct personalities, because they're five distinct human beings with five distinct souls, they're all different. And so one of my kids, I remember Ariana, I could just look at her and she would cry. She would, she would just melt. And then others would need more firm encouragement. Yes. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So moving on a little bit further, talk to me a little bit about, you know, schooling, how to shepherd your child through school. You know, here at Grace, we have people who homeschool, we have public school, private school, charter schools, you know, all these different types of schooling and yes. maybe not talk specifically about should you go to one of those schools, but really leading your child through schooling, how to point everything back to the gospel, how mm-hmm. to point them back to truth. Because right. even if they're in homeschool, they're going to hear, you know, untruths regularly. So mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about that, how to shepherd children through schooling. That's a good question. So we have five kids and two are out of college. One's about to graduate college and one just graduated high school. So four have graduated high school and one is now still in high school. So we've been through a lot of that. And look, I'm as weird as anybody, but this is where Christians get really weird. This is where parents get really weird. It's like all reason goes out the window. And it just seems that everybody, so many parents want to be right. And so the way I, the kind of diapers I use or the kind of school my kids go to, that's the best because the way I do it is the best. And I don't want anybody to have a different opinion. If they have a different opinion, I think that they're, you know, against me or they're wrong. And and that's a broad brush. I get it, but I'm as weird as anybody. Okay. So we get weird about kids with, with our schooling, just schooling choices. Let's just put choices because we have so many. When I was growing up, you went to school. It was down the block. It was two blocks away from my house. You know, you went to the school. You went to the public school. Uh, That was our choice. That was our school choice. Uh, I like to say that every parent homeschools. Doesn't matter if you have your kids in public school, private school, homeschool. Every parent homeschools because every parent is helping their kids. Every parent is working with their kids and helping them with their education. Hopefully you're not doing all their projects for them, right? So shepherding your kids through schooling is tough. I would just say parents out there, I know it's tough and it's getting tougher. It isn't like it was in the past. It's much more complicated. We're not the only ones going through it. And I want you to be encouraged that you should be able to share with your friends. I encourage you to share with your friends and really get wisdom from each other. But shepherding your kids through school, you know, don't be the parent that thinks their kid is the best student ever. And don't put your kids down. Okay. Land somewhere in the sweet spot in the middle help them get through school, help them work through those relationships. And look, your kids are going to struggle probably in some subject. You want to give them help. You might want to get them help. I don't know. There's just a lot of things about shepherding kids through school. The biggest thing I would say that the best, best advice I got from an older parent when my kids were just getting into school and I asked a friend, I says, my friend Ray, I said, Ray, what's the best reason the best reasons to, to teach your kids and to shepherd them really we're talking about shepherding our kids through school. What do we need to be thinking about? And he said, don't think 
that you're going to make your kid a cut above everyone else. Just teach them to love Jesus and serve him with their life. And, and I think it's really easy to, to shift over to the competition mode when it comes to our kids, because we want our kids to excel. And again, we don't want our kids to be lazy. We don't want our kids to not learn what they need to learn at certain ages. We don't want them to be slothful. We want them to work hard, but we want them to have a, a Godward orientation. I found that there's only one way to do that. And it's seeking to every day, get into the word and prayer with your kids. And it's not as weird or as hard of a thing to pull off. Think of it as eating. You eat every day. And often when they're young, you're eating with your kids. The best time for us to have what I call family time is to get to open up the Bible after or before or during a meal. So we read and read the word and pray and we couple those together. But, you know, again, don't be legalistic. But this will help you shepherd your kids through school because they're, you're going to be able when they're, your kids come home and say, well, they're telling me that evolution is true or they're telling me that homosexuality is OK. You have to have something to fall back on, not, well, sit down, um, child, I want to open up the Bible. And they're like, what's a Bible? You want to have a body of knowledge that they have been working with throughout their lives. And so, again, it doesn't matter if you homeschool, public school or private school. There are depraved sinners, including your kids, in all those realms. You cannot guarantee that you're going to protect your kids from everything in the world that is not good. And how does God grow us? He grows us through struggle. So some of the best times is when your kids are struggling with a bully. And by the way, we're so anti-bully now, but bullying still happens. Yeah. Okay. Happened to me when I was younger, which is, yeah, I got bullied. You got bullied. A lot of people do. And I got picked on a lot, which made me very sensitive to people getting picked on. Right. And so uh, you're going to got to work with your kids through all those things and pray, 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 pray with them, pray for them. Hmm. So moving down the line a little bit, maybe this is actually before they even go to school, but there's been a lot of talk um, recently, not just at Grace, but in the larger church community, as well as even making an appearance on Al Mueller's briefing recently. Talk to me a little bit about how I should think about medical care for my children, in particular when it comes to something like vaccination. There's dangers to it, but there's benefits too. Sure. Am I, you know, I'm, I want to do the best thing for my child and maybe that incurs a little bit of risk, but also it could be risking other people's children. But mm -hmm. there's so many complicated issues when it comes to this. So talk to me a little bit about that. I know that's a tough issue. But sure. Talk. I said, ask me anything. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. No, it's, it's, it's a real thing that a lot of parents are struggling with. But let me go back to something I said before that a lot of parents want to be right. And so they want to push their ideas on others. Now, that's different from people who say, I care so much. I want you to know the info I have. The thing is, that's great, except the info you have isn't the only info that exists. There's a lot on both sides of the spectrum. And so what I would say is this. The Bible doesn't say anything about vaccination of kids. And where the Bible is silent, Christians have freedom. But often Christians will say, well, the Bible doesn't prohibit that, so I'm going to go do that. Another Christian will say, well, the Bible doesn't say to do that, so I'm not going to do that. And there's not a right and wrong there. Now, I realize that people will say, but look at the numbers. Look at the percentages. Look at the statistics. This is happening, right, when people vaccinate or when people don't vaccinate. You can read the articles on both sides. And someday the Lord's going to show us all the things we didn't know. 
right? So many things are a mystery to us. But I would say to all of you parents, as you're navigating these kind of things, be wise, be godly, love Jesus the most. Don't push your opinions on everybody else and just make the wisest decision you can make for your family. What is praiseworthy, excellent, right, true, pure, lovely, admirable, noble. Make a decision that you believe with all your heart is that decision. And don't tell everyone else they're wrong if they don't make the same decision. But the Bible doesn't say anything about this. But I would say this, do your homework. Yeah. Don't just react to the world. Do your homework, ask good questions, ask parents that have been through it and seek advice from some of your friends, maybe even a couple years older than you, what they have done. But what I would warn and caution everyone against is saying that everyone should do this or that. There's a blanket statement for every single parent that they have to do something. Right. And with medicine, too. Look, doctors are practicing medicine, okay? They're practicing on us and they're learning new things. And there are things that, you know, I'm 56 years old. When there are things when I was younger, no way would they do. There are things they were doing, like everybody got their tonsils ripped out when I was a kid, right? There were other things that were going on. And now they're saying, no, don't do that. It's like, so was it bad back then? Well, they were just trying to do the best they could with the information they had. So as things change and as as things get even more complicated, Parents and grandparents and parents to be, be wise, seek wise, godly counsel, love Jesus the most and do what you feel is best for your kids. Well, thanks, Mike. This was this was awesome. And in fact, I kind of want to keep doing this. I, I have good. some more questions. And I, I mean, again, I'm not a parent, but I know that I desire to be. And so I'm praying for my future kids. I, I have a little bit more strategy, but can we continue this conversation next week as well? and talk a little bit more about how exactly we are to parent. Let's do it. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go ahead and email us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. Maybe you have questions about the things we discussed today, get a little bit more in depth. We'll try to answer those on air as we get them. Go ahead and join us next week as we stay faithful, even in the ordinary.